Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 119 of On the Flank. I'm one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, uh, we're here for our last season team preview um, episode of this year. That's right. I'm excited. That means next week's episode is going to be power rankings. Everyone's excited for that, obviously. And it also means we're super close to the season. Um, 10 days away, right? 10 days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. And we're getting tons of announcements. We've, we've got a lot of news on this show, too. So let's just jump into it, Joe. Um, we got, we, we got, um, a very amazing experimental patch that I'm sure you've, you've all heard about at this point, an April fool's experimental patch with changes to, um, everyone was it every hero got a change. I think, I believe so. (laughs) Um, and honestly, some pretty interesting changes here that I think they should maybe consider putting into the game. I mean, my God, if you haven't seen, any of these, you're you're missing out. There are some amazing, amazing changes in here, including Reaper being able to fly in Wraith form, um, Zenyatta being able to levitate. Uh, just some, just some. I mean, there are so many, so many changes all over the place here, Joe. Any any favorites you had? Uh, yeah, it was um, to certainly a big connect, a uh, big collection. I guess we probably won't go through the whole thing for the second time. <laughs> um, and that I assume it's probably over now because they just patched. Um, uh, they just patched this afternoon. I don't know if they took it out or not. Um, um, but yeah, exciting stuff like uh, Baptiste got some pretty significant nerfs. Well, I don't know about significant, but uh, the immortality field change I thought was interesting. Um, uh, just uh, provided damage reduction instead of actually uh, setting a minimum health value. Um, so that you could actually die while in the immortality field, which was sort of interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was it was super interesting to see um, the the Doomfist changes and the Reinhardt changes in action, though too, because uh, Doomfist uh, got a lot more control of his rocket punch, um, including that he could he could punch upward. Um, but the other effect of that was that. There was just a lot more control of where you aim the mouse, like while you're punching, uh, so you get lots of lots of curve movement and that kind of thing, uh, which is the same as Reinhardt, <laughs> who who got a, a very very tight turn radius, two hundred percent more power steering um, on the charge was was quite something to see. Yeah, I think there are just I don't know. There's some like super hilarious ones like that, uh, like Divas remecking doing 600 damage on impact, um, that were just pretty big memes. Um, but you had some legit change. I think a lot of people thought the BAP changes were like where the direction BAP should go, and obviously everyone hates Immortality Field as an ability. Um, so a lot of people are like, Hey, maybe you should, you should do that. I think they're a good amount in here. I thought like, maybe you should do that. Farah could move during her alt, Thought that was an interesting one that maybe they should do. Um, they had some Sigma changes that I thought were interesting, like getting rid of his, uh, experimental barrier completely. Um, and then he was no, no longer bound by gravity. So he could just fly all over the place. Um, I think that's not a legit thing that you put in, but I still thought it was. Uh, I still thought there were some fun things here and there um, that possibly they should consider putting into the game as well. <laughs> Just they got really creative with these, and honestly, this made me really want this to be the patch the experimental tournament was on uh, because the devs. <laughs> I think the devs are a little more creative than the panel of people that they brought, um, which makes sense. They're game developers, um, but yeah. Lots of lots of fun stuff on here. That the Reinar changes are hilarious. Um, yeah, it's certainly a different uh, different philosophy than they went into with that uh, with that experimental tournament, trying to limit stuff there. But yeah, here you just kind of kind of go crazy, see what works. Yeah, uh, pretty fun. Uh, if you want to go check out the the full changes you can go to the patch notes it's on the experimental patch notes I, i'm pretty sure it's probably not in the game anymore uh, which is sad uh, and that's mainly because we got um archives event started today actually um 
with with some new skins. I haven't even actually the only skins I've seen are the ones you get from weekly challenges, including a pretty cool Zenyatta one. Um, what are the other skins like, Joe? Any any cool ones? Uh, yeah, there's one for uh, Lucio is the first week, um, I believe. Uh, there's a Zenyatta one that he's like under uh, undersea Zenyatta, which is interesting. Um, uh, first one is Lucio, and the uh, last one always oh, is Camouflage Mercy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you feel Mercy too. in sort of a black and green costume with a bob haircut, now, now you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, Archives patch came out. Uh, not really surprising anybody that there isn't a new Archives mission. Um, uh, but we still do have uh, Uprising and Retribution and Storm Rising um, that you can play as in story mode and free play mode and um, all the different challenge message, uh, missions, which they've added a new version for... Um, a uh, new version for each one. So for Uprising, you can play now with bulletproof barriers uh, where the, the enemy barriers are invulnerable. Mm. Uh, you can play Retribution uh, with Sympathy Gains <laughs> where it says damaging enemies heals other enemies. So I, I don't know. I guess that means you just got to kill them one at a time and not worry about um, any of the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Um, and Storm Rising, you can play uh, Thunderstorm is the modifier, where enemies damage all nearby players. So it's like the opposite. Interesting. Um, okay. I, yeah. I, I haven't revisited any of the... I barely even played them when they came out. I played the first one, whatever the first one was called. Was Uprising the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, might have to touch it. Seems seems like they're they're trying to make it new. Obviously, they can't do a new one they're too busy on overwatch too but yeah uh that's interesting that of course will be going on for three weeks like all events do um so check that out what else we got oh overwatch league talent as throughout i think we're now all caught up on all the casters and talent and everything i think today was the final announcement so we've got everything we've got everything here uh first update is hex um, is moving from casting to a producer role. Uh, he said that he, he he did a long AMA apparently on it. He said um, that he might cast here or there this season, but he's mainly going to be producer, so that's a behind-the-scenes role. Um, Wolf is freelancing this year, and he was not offered a casting position this year in Overwatch League. Um he has a twit longer. You can go check out on his Twitter to see exactly what he says. But to sum it up, uh, I think it's mainly because he has become an LCK commentator, a League of Legends Korean co- commentator, um, and he would be very busy towards the la- towards the latter half of the season. Um, and I imagine Overwatch League wanted someone who was free, more free throughout the season. Um. So obviously we have some, you know, some roles to fill there with with Hex and Wolf leaving their casting roles. Um, to join Jaws is uh, Vicky Kitty, contenders, um, a contenders commentator, uh, and then Avril is to join Achilleos, contenders uh, Australia commentator actually. Um, and then ZP, who of course lost Jake, that was earlier news, is getting uh, Doa. That was just announced today. Doa, of course, from Monty and Doa. Um, Doa will be joining, and interesting enough, they're both play-by-play. And there was a little bit of a tease that they're going to be commentating Late Night Owl, um, which I don't know what that means. Um, And they have teased that it's more of a talk show feel to it. So I guess we'll see what that means. Um, yeah, my my first response or my first reaction to that phrase was, "Oh, they're going to send him to Asia or something." But yeah. um, no, that sounds like a, a, a like separate, different thing, maybe. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so what? So obviously, we also have the Brennan sideshow returning, UberX returning. So I think we got five UberX, Brennan sideshow, Vicky Kitty and Jaws, Avril and Achilles, and then Doa and ZP this year. What do you think about that lineup, Joe? 
It's it's good stuff. Um, I'm glad um, the you know it's it's definitely not a bad thing. I think to um, to to introduce some new talent here to the to the top level. I know um, uh, bringing Danny back on the desk um, as well as as some of these caster um, the casting changes is definitely not a bad thing. And I mean with um, uh, with Mister X uh, and now Hex as well um, more involved in. Um, production obviously mr x is still casting but um you, you know with the more involved more involved in production i think they'll be able to uh, um uh, be, be able to to contribute some good stuff there too um like i'm not not concerned about the the quality for those guys uh it's definitely definitely unfortunate um to lose wolf it sounds like uh Overwatch League was definitely something that he wanted to come back to um um, yeah, but you know, for, like you said, for whatever combination of reasons, wasn't offered that's um, um, that contract. But yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm looking forward to hearing, um, you know, getting engaged with. Um, uh, I guess obviously Doa's not new to Overwatch uh, or to the Overwatch League, uh, but uh, Vicky Kitty and uh, you said Avril. I don't know. I've never actually heard it out loud because I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know <laughs> either. I just with, guessed with some of his stuff. Maybe it's AVRL. Um, I'm not sure. I literally have never yeah. heard it out loud either. I'm sure we'll see it or we'll hear it uh, uh, a bunch as we get going in the season, though. So, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for all these. I'm excited Doa's coming back. I I enjoy Doa very much, but I think it's also because he casts things like Hearthstone and TFT, other games that I'm interested in. Um, so I've definitely like followed him around almost, I feel like. Uh, and overall, it's cool to see how... It, it it's weird the wolf thing is weird because it seems like everyone else is given has been like given opportunity to freelance alongside overwatch league this year including uber and doa have all mentioned this so it's weird that wolf didn't get offered something especially but at the same time it's understandable because i don't know he's working for another league full-time whereas like doa and uber were just doing games like Valorant and TFT, which just have tournaments every once in a while almost. So I guess it's just because Wolf has like a set schedule already that he has to do um, that kind of turned them off from it. Um, whereas like Doa and Uber already have their schedule now for Overwatch League and they aren't going to schedule anything that interferes maybe. I have no clue. I'm going to miss Wolf. I think Wolf and Achilles was a great duo last year. But we got some good replacements uh, coming up as well. Um, so it's a, you know, it's sad. It's bittersweet. It's always sad to see some people having to leave. But it's very cool to see some of these contenders, casters, finally get their chance at the, in the big leagues. So, yeah. Um, all right. We got two things, two things um, relating to some visa issues here to end things off the first is with the philadelphia fusion which uh things are getting a little bit crazy here there have obviously been murmurs all around about how barely any of the philadelphia fusion players are actually in korea yet um and now the philadelphia fusion have finally addressed that um and those four players are poco eqo funny astro and shockwave by the way as well as christopher um and yeah they are still not in korea which is not ideal at all um it's not like playing from it's not like playing from eu to na here like the ping from eu to korea is awful there's no way they can possibly play uh, but they have come out and said that they are going to be keeping them all on staff keeping them all rostered and just be they're just going to wait just wait it out until these people can get visas until they can come over to korea which is going to require them to pick up subs um absolutely 100 they're gonna have to pick up subs that's four of their players they don't have enough to have a starting roster um apparently they've been, they've been practicing joe with with um these people on high ping though because they're getting stomped in scrims according to halo yeah i saw that tweet as well um uh, he was saying yeah the valiant aren't the worst in asia right now because philly's playing on 300 ping or whatever oh, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate but 
Yeah. I mean, seeing this, Joe, it's kind of like a mixed bag, right? It's like nice to see this update from Philly. It's nice to see like, oh, they're not like the LA Valley and they're not just going to drop these players. But at the same time as a Fusion fan, Joe, you've got to be feeling a little scared right now, a little sad with how scrims are going. And like, I mean, you don't know who they're going to get to replace, right? Um, or if they're going to run these people on high ping. I mean, how are you feeling as a Fusion fan right now, Joe? Is all hope lost here? This could last, like, months. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not um, um, not great for, for stability um, preseason, if we're talking about this team. Um, they, yeah, they, they made pretty clear in the statement that they posted, um, you, you know, we're looking for uh, a short-term solution for the team. Um keeping in mind that the long-term goal is to relocate every fusion fusion player and coach to soul. Um, uh, so, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, seems pretty likely that they may end up, um, you know, sending, um, um, a few of their, uh, their contenders roster, uh, players, you know, promoting, um, either permanently or temporarily to, to the main roster. I was going to pull that up actually to see, um, Who's on there specifically? But um, I, I know it's it's a pretty good roster as I understand it. Uh, let's see, because it's T1 uh, contenders currently on that roster. Uh, Krillin and Unique on support. Uh, Cleston and Bellos Ray on tank. So actually a couple of uh, former London Spitfire there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then DPS I'm not familiar with. Uh, Zest, Kadalis, and MN3. Okay. So. That's something, um, but yeah. So whether whether they promote some of those players or um, uh, play on ping, I, I hope they uh, decide not to to try to play on ping. Just um, uh, you, you, with uh, limited matches during the season, you know, each one gets uh, more important, and you can't uh, you, you can't throw away some of your forty like you had season one. Um, I think we said it's, it's only like you know sixteen regular season matches. Um, plus tournaments but um but yeah super unfortunate we definitely want to get them in as, as close as possible um but it is good that they're they're taking that approach though and and saying you know this is this is where we're committing because clearly this is where um the the collective philadelphia fusion eggs um are placed <laughs> you know in poco and eqo and shockwave and funny astro um Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to take time, which is unfortunate. Absolutely. I, these are some players that they don't want to drop and they shouldn't want to drop um, some good players in there. And yeah, it stinks. I mean, this off season is just, it's been a weird one. Obviously it's a long off, off season. So a lot of these players want to go home or they just have to renew their visas. So they have to go home and it's because of COVID. It just, it's way harder to get visa stuff done right now. Um, you just, you see a lot more issues right now. You see country specific countries being banned for travel to like North America, to Korea, stuff like that. It's just a mess right now over there. And it, it stinks. It's, it, there's not much any of these orgs could do. I'll be honest. Like it, there's just not much. It's just luck. It's all luck. It's case by case, whether or not, your player is going to get a visa or not. It's, it's, it's super, it's literally luck. Like there's nothing you go in for the interview and then you hope that's all you can do. And it stinks. It, the stuff stinks. Um, but that's what you get with a global league in a pandemic, I guess. Um, more visa issues with the Boston uprising specifically, um, soon, unfortunately dropped, from the Boston Uprising uh, because of visa issues. And yeah, um, obviously I work for the Boston Uprising. I don't even know, I know as much as everyone else, unfortunately. Uh, I have nothing more to say um, than what has been in the press release and what we tweeted, basically. Um, they had, there was visa issues with Soon. It was, it was projected by the teams, our team's lawyers, that it was going to take months and months for them to be um, fixed. And also, apparently, um, Overwatch League wants is trying to promote teams to not play on high ping. 
Um, so basically, they they were leaning on not letting us play soon, anyways. So looks like we just decided to drop them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure Huck is having Ask Huck tomorrow on the Boston Uprising channel on Wednesday at five, and we did this almost on purpose once we knew found out this news. We had already planned the Ask Huck. Um, but then we found out the news and he was like, let's do, let's do this ask hook after the news so I can answer any questions about it. So I think he's pretty much going to be hundred percent open with everyone on this, on the live stream on the Boston uprising YouTube tomorrow, April 7th at five. So if you have any questions, go and ask him. He knows way more than I do about it. I, I still do. I still barely understand it. To be honest, I don't know all the issues behind it, but apparently there are just so many. Um, there's my take of, as a Boston Uprising employee, I guess. Joe, what's what's your take on this dropping of soon, obviously, and how it affects um, this roster that I think everyone is expecting to be improved this year? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> definitely rough, that's for sure. I know uh, it's not a, um, a popular decision that, uh, uh, that Boston took, particularly in the in the wake of this Philly announcement we just talked about, uh, you, you know, people asking, you know, well, you know, just uh, try harder, right? <laughs> Which basically has been, has been a lot of the public sentiment. Um, which, yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's, it's, um, it's a unfortunate that it's happening this late. Um, um, this late in, uh, the preseason, because uh, like we just said at the beginning of the show, we were 10 days away, uh, and you're not likely to find uh, another team spot um, uh, at that point, you know, unless unless Paris is going to pull him back or something. But um, uh, or, or maybe maybe rosters are closed. I don't even know. Um, excuse me, you know, except for extenuating circumstances. Um, uh, yeah, so I'd love to see him back at some point. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem super likely, though, which is super unfortunate. Um, um, but, but yeah, it'll be really interested to hear what uh, what Huck has to say, like you said before. Um, before we jump to too many crazy conclusions. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely unfortunate for a student who is, I think, definitely going to uh, get some good use on Boston and, and, and contribute some good things to, to Boston as far as that goes. Oh yeah, I mean, I think he he probably would have been our best tracer player for sure. Like, I, I'm super sad to see him go. I literally, even though he was in France the whole time, like I had just started chatting with him even more and um, try I got some interviews with him and stuff like that. And I was just devastated to hear him go. He's such a nice guy. Um, and yeah, it, it, Terrence, if you're listening, man, I'm, it's just super unlucky. It's it sucks, um, and I, I hope he can find a team. Or you know, he he mentioned possibly moving to Valorant if he couldn't find a team back when he was looking at the beginning of the off season. Maybe he moves to Valorant. All I know is he definitely deserves a spot somewhere in esports for sure. He's super talented. Um, but yeah, definitely go watch that. Ask Huck and go ask Huck yourself in the chat tomorrow at five on on the Boston Uprising. YouTube channel because uh, he's always well. I feel like he's always willing to ask answer almost anything basically. Um, so yeah, go check that out. That's all we got for news today, and we'll now just preview our last four teams to preview here in the Asia region. Um, yeah, four teams left, Joe. God, okay. We, we're starting with the Hangzhou Spark here, though. Who okay in the off season. Um, they did make some moves, a lot of drops. They dropped uh, Rhea, Bebe, Adora, Addo, Sassen, and um, QOQ. And then they added Shy, Liga, MCD, Bernard, Soman, Sue, and Takoyaki um, to their roster. Who is underage until April 18th, so I guess if they have a game that weekend, he can't play that weekend <laughs> um that's the only weekend that matters that april 16th yeah. weekend um and i think it's the 17th they're playing philly i want to say okay so takiyaki so yeah 
ineligible for that game, uh, but still on this roster. Uh, so those those were their offseason moves. Any players you're looking f- you're you're looking forward to watch here on this squad, Joe? Uh, or well, it's the it's the twenty fourth that they're playing Philly as their first match. Oh, so actually, this should be good. So he's good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> focus focus on this roster. Um, it's another one of the um, uh, another one of the league's twelve man rosters. We haven't had tons of those. Um, I forget which one we were looking at last week um, in North America. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what team it was, but <laughs> um, not tons of them. But um, the the result is that they have um, lots lots of flexibility. We're looking at, and whether that's from um, new additions uh, like Sol Su uh, in the, the DPS line uh, to come alongside uh, Architect, who was sort of mid-season, um, uh, mid-season last year, and and Godspeed, who's been with the team for all of its existence. Um, uh, that, that's that's definitely going to be exciting to see. But even in the the tank line, adding adding Bernard, uh, adding uh, Lige, um, and uh, Takoyaki, like we said, in the uh, sort of inactive role currently, but uh, keep coming alongside Gushue, who uh, we know is is a decent tank player. I think that's um, uh, it's exciting. So, so some of those new additions. But I guess if I had to pick uh, one player specifically, it'll be uh, Somin Su. I think just because it's oh, yeah. it's good to have him back in the league, um, and it's good to uh, um, try to you know be able to see what he'll, he'll do on this roster. Yeah, I, I'm. Definitely for seeing Soman Sue as well. I, I want to see some more architect as well. Obviously, San Francisco former San Francisco Shock joined the Hangzhou Spark in May, mid-May of last year. Um, I, I want to see a full season here of Architect on the Spark. See see how much that improvement works out for them. Um, and yeah, overall, I, I'm excited to see Bernard MCD some of these new additions as well. See how they fit, and I think they kept. Uh, kept um the right players here too as well honestly i think um keep a guy dk godsby gooshway i think those were three of their best players right there uh so good keeps good keeps for sure uh last year the hangzhou spark um they went 12 and 11 they got 10th dead middle of this league they got 10th 12 and 11 they got fourth overall in the asia standings um, and in the in their first season, Hangzhou Spark actually went eighteen and ten, which I didn't even remember, and they got fourth. They did really well. Um, Joe, do you think this these changes this offseason will be enough to get get them back to their former glory that eighteen and ten season, um, or will it be more around that middle part five hundred record twelve and eleven that they did last year? Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think part of that depends. Um... You know, as we've seen in these these last couple of weeks, I think the Asian division is definitely, um, uh, did, did definitely been shaken up a little bit this off season, um, uh, including all this Philly stuff, for example. But, um, but that being said, I, I think um, that these definitely were some really good, uh, really good pickups for Hangzhou um, uh, that I'm excited to see, and I, that I think may well. Um, that may well serve to increase, uh, <laughs> you know, increase their performance. I, I think they're, um, uh, out of the the eight teams, uh, eight teams in Asia, um, potentially coming in, um, you know, all the things being equal at like right, um, right into that top half, um, uh, is is um, um. What am I trying to say? <laughs> we'll have power rankings out next week, um, and so we'll be able to we'll get more detailed then because uh, I've actually got to think um, think of mine and finalize mine for sure. But, uh, but, but yeah, I think they definitely have the potential to do to do well. Um, and <laughs> it's funny in that uh, that Halo tweet we referenced earlier about um, Philadelphia Fusion playing on ping. He did mention that um, that Hangzhou weren't doing incredibly well in scrims. Um, over in Asia, um, but you know it's it's it scrims, it's preseason, you know whatever. Um, um, the, the, I, I do like this roster, um, um, just as far as, as far as the names and the and the paper goes. Yeah, I I see them doing right around what they did last year. Um, I think that's a safe bet. Uh, I think they they didn't make anything that's stunning me, but they, they're keeping their players around. They're keeping their good players around, stuff like that. 
And I don't know. It's the Asia Asia region's tough though. You got NYXL, Guangzhou, Chengdu, Seoul, Shanghai. You got Philly this year. You got um I guess you got the Valley. But um you, you got some tough teams every year, you know? It's going to be hard for the Hangzhou Spark. It really is going to be that hard for the Hangzhou Spark to do much better than they did last year with with all these teams improving and looking looking pretty good. It's it's hard to put them higher. I think they're right around where they did last year, if not a little worse, unfortunately. Maybe they just didn't make enough changes or enough impact here. All right, Joe, give this team an overall offseason grade on the moves they made. Yeah, that's that's the question. I think um, uh, definitely bonus points for um, uh, for pulling out Sominsu, <laughs> bringing him back. Um, um, definitely a good thing. Uh, not tons of changes in the support line. Um, IDK Mika Coldest all returning, um, and, and then adding MCD. I think more, um, uh, but it's, you know, fleshing out that line more than anything. Um, um, so, so yeah, so so not tons of changes, but also I think what they did was good. Um, uh, you, you know, so so balancing that out together. Um, um, I think I'll call it just a regular B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to figure out if I I had to, um, you know, adjust that at all one way or the other. But but it's a solid B, I think. Um, um, and like I said, this is definitely a team I'm looking forward to watch uh, watching in their first couple of matches. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still think I think B is just right where it's at. Right, they had an average off season. They didn't do much. They didn't do much, um, in my opinion, but I think Soman Sue, very exciting to see him back. I don't think this is going to make much of an impact on Hangzhou, though. I think they could have done better, for sure. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next team, which is the Los Angeles Valiant. My goodness, um, this summary is going to be interesting. If you haven't heard of any of this, you're going to be stunned, I guess. Um but they kind of had two off seasons almost. At, at first, they they <laughs> lost um, they lost McGravy, Apply, Gig, and KSF. Um, and then you know we thought uh, the, the the remaining seven players was was their team. You know they also picked up um, a tank player and Adam to join that seven. Uh, but no, this it wasn't meant to be. The LA Valiant decided to move to Korea, and they couldn't take the players with them. So Agilities, Adam, Kai, Rain, Lastro, Dreamer, and Shax also all had to be dropped. Leaving them with a bunch of Chinese players that are unknowns at this point, and I think everyone is likely assuming will do terribly. Um, You got Crystal, Mo Lanren, Silver 3, NVM, Snowchung, Hybe and Waya. Um, and yeah, it's it's not looking great. Any any players you're looking forward to see here, Joe? Um, I mean, Crystal's back. That's a name you'll recognize. If you've been, been following the Overwatch League, um, um, obviously he's got a, uh, a sort of checkered history with the league, but... Um, it's, it's at least a name, and I think actually was Wyo on a team too. Uh yeah, he was on Guangzhou. Yeah, so there's a name as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, oh, I, I want I want somebody to stand out, um, so that they can, um, justify their existence. <laughs> that sounds bad, <laughs> but I mean, um, I don't I don't know. I'd like I'd like to I'd like to see this team. Um. Um. To stand out and find success for the sake of the players, I would. Um, organization is, you know, I, I could care less about them. But yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who to say. I. I guess I'm looking forward to watching any of them and seeing if any of them are good, or can at least compete. I don't want a repeat of like the original season Shanghai Dragons here. I, I want them to actually be able to compete in this league that'd be nice 
Um, okay, obviously, it's it's tough to compare to last year here, Joe, because this is a completely new team. I mean, last year, LA Valiant surpassed our expectations big time. They went 12-10. and 10, They finished 8th, and this was a team that I think both of us had, like, at the bottom of our power rankings, right? Like, we did not expect them to do that well. And yeah. they these two, this roster and last year's roster might have something in common. It's a, probably going to be another team at the bottom of our power rankings. Joe, is do you think there's any chance they get close to that 12 and 10 eighth that they did last year? That they do the same thing, they surprise us, um, and they outperform everyone's expectations. Um, yeah, I'm not um, uh, not super confident that that's going to happen again. Um, <laughs> it's definitely fair to say, um, and it's it's a different reason. Um, uh, this, is, this is certainly a different reason than last season because, like, like you said, yeah, last season we were um, a little bit lower on, but they were able to uh, to pull something out. But I'm not sure that's um, I'm not sure that's going to be the case this time. Is the <laughs> very short answer for that? Makes sense. Um, it's I, I think it's rough. Um, I don't know. This is it's tough to do this. I, I wish we had an actual team that could compete here. Um, it's, I think it's, I think this year is just a definite bottom for this team. Um, and an off season grade, I'll just come out and say it F absolutely. I mean, everyone's, everyone's waiting to see if Joe, I guess, who says he won't give out an F will actually give out an F. So Joe, <laughs> will he give out an F? <laughs> it's true. I, I did. I teased it. Um, last week when we were talking about teams um that yeah this is this is absolutely a roster that deserves an f from me um uh yeah just because i i was i was legitimately excited about the roster they built um prior to the end of january um but uh yeah at this point it's um um pretty pretty irrelevant anymore and um it's an interesting uh, topic of debate now, I guess, which is uh, which is the most hated organization in the league, uh, whether it's the LA Valiant or the uh, Vancouver Titans now. But yeah, it's it's not 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 a good look for them. No, absolutely not. I God, let's just stop talking about this team, Joe. I'm done. <laughs> um, let's move on to our final two teams which are arguably the two best teams in this region first the shanghai dragons um and their off season the shanghai dragons did end up dropping a good amount of people here um they dropped dia gaguri uh dm dading luffy fearless and stan one um, and then as far as ads go, they added Fate, Erster, Molly, um, and then they added DM back. Actually, I forgot about that. Um, yes, they got DM back after dropping him. Okay. Uh, any players they're looking forward to? I mean, they kept they kept a good amount of their roster, too. Iziaki, Fleta, Lip, Void, Lee J. Gong, um, all staying. So, and those are some good players. Anyone you're looking forward to seeing here, Joe? Um, yeah, it's, uh, definitely the, the interesting, the, the, the most interesting part as, as, you know, makes sense is going to be the DPS line here. Um, uh, because it's so, so big and varied is, is, um, definitely a benefit for him, I think. Um, and adding Erster sort of just, um, is, is the cherry on top, right. Of a, of a really, really nice roster, obviously. Um. Um, who, who you know won the Asian division last season? Um, um, yeah. As as far as a, a specific player to, to a specific player to watch, um, um, I do like I do like watching the tanks. Um, some of my focus will definitely be uh, looking at Fate and Void, but particularly, obviously, their their newer edition um, of Fate, changing it up from. Um, uh, from stand one and try to see how that uh, how that change may or may not have affected the team um, um, and you know see which team got uh, the better end of the deal potentially whether that was Boston or Shanghai um, uh, in in that tank trade oh yeah um, I'm gonna go Erster here I, I think Erster 
very good year, very good season with the Atlanta Reign two years ago. Um, last year, not so great. Um, this year, hoping, hoping, hoping that he can go back to those heights. Or at one point, we were all looking as, at Erster as like possibly the future MVP in this league, and that got absolutely destroyed. Um, now that he's in a new on a new team, I am my eyes are on him. He's got obviously DM Lip and Fleta, um, nuts competition on TPS. So I don't know if we'll ever even see him. But at the same time, I kind of want to see him. I kind of want to see if he gets back to the to his peaks in his career now that he's on the Shanghai Dragons. So they, there must have been some reason they picked him up, right? So I'm interested to see what uh, what Erster is up to on this roster. Okay, obviously shit last year. Shanghai Dragons, top of the league. You can't get better than them. 27-2. and two. A Really good record. They ended up not making the championship game, obviously, um, after Seoul took their spot there. Joe, uh, is this team good enough to be that top team once again? Is this one of the top teams? Are they going to be competing for the championship at the end of the season? Um. I yeah I don't think that's much of a question <laughs> that uh, that this team is going to remain good. Um, um, I, you know, I've a lot of my story in in North America in particular has been that um, you know lots of teams making really big improvements and it's a matter of trying to see where um, uh, how those improvements stack up in relation to each other. Uh, that may, it may not be as true in Asia. Um, but again, when and particularly for the Shanghai Dragons, if you're um, you, you know in a number one position position to begin with, it doesn't uh, doesn't have to take much to keep you there. Um, and I think definitely it's true um, uh, in this case that um, they're definitely gonna be hanging around the top. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think obviously they they kept their coaching staff. They kept I think some pretty good players here. Um, even able to get DM back after dropping him. Like, I think this is, I think they're definitely competing for the top again. I don't know if they get number one overall once again, but I think they're going to be towards the top. Um, and they're going to have a pretty good record when it comes to the end of the season. Overall, let's get an off season grade here for the Shanghai dragons in there. You know, not, not too many changes, um, sort of clean. I would call it like a cleanup, almost like a trimming of the team. Um, uh, what do, what do you think? Off-season grade, Joe. Yeah, I think um, trimming definitely makes sense. Um, in fact, I didn't, I didn't, uh, or I forgot to note in that that tank trade, uh, fate and stand one, but also fearless, obviously going away to uh, um, Dallas. But um, uh, yeah, trimming definitely makes sense. Um, I decided to bring DM back in the end. Um, but, but I, I think this is um, definitely reflective of um, I think what you want to see if you're the if you're the Shanghai Dragons and the kind of uh, uh, the, the the kind of roster you want to be playing, um, and so, so that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, uh, you know, they, they could have hung on hung on to more players. Um, I you know trim the fat in your budget, I suppose, but. Um, I mean that's that's about my only complaint I think as far as that goes, um, uh, which is super nice. So uh, that's good enough for um, it, uh, just <laughs> thinking in the context of some of the other teams we've rated. But uh, I don't know, it's it's good enough for a, a B plus A minus at least I would think. Yeah, I'll give them I'll give them a nice B plus here. I mean you gotta. You got a good roster, obviously, last year. Led you to number one overall in the, se- in the regular season. Now you just want a roster that can take you to the championship. And I think this roster c- can, and what they had last year can. I mean, starting lineup's basically going to be pretty much the same as last year. Um, just a new tank. And, yeah, it's. I think this is what Shanghai Dragons, they, they know it's not time to blow up this team. It's time to keep the core pieces of this team maybe get a little money back on some of the people that you haven't used as much um, and then pick up some fresh new faces to have there just in case. And two DPS players, especially in Erster and DM that will, will allow for some great flexibility. So I'll give them a B plus. I think Shanghai dragons had a nice off season. All right. Last team we're previewing overall is the soul dynasty. 
Um, in the offseason themselves, the Soul Dynasty got rid of Toby, Slime, Madosian, Michelle, and Illicit. And then they picked up Sable B and Animo. Very small offseason. One of the smallest, I would say. One of the least amount of moves from a team, for sure. Um, and joining Sable B and Animo, of course, is some players they've had previously in 2U, Creative Gesture, Profit, Fitz, and Marvel. All right, Joe. Um, any players are looking forward to? Obviously, these are mostly these are mostly players from last year that they had. Um, but you got two new players in Sable B and Animo. Uh, looking forward to seeing those guys, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, coming out of the the maybe not the wreckage is the right word, but the the remains of uh, what used to be the New York Excelsior. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so it's definitely going to be good to see them back, and I imagine Sabi will be um, uh, and Automo too, as <laughs> only two support players on this roster. But Sabi will be um, is going to get um, uh, definitely get some use, I think. Excuse me, on this roster, um, is it, so that so that's exciting too. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it, it concerns me only knowing. Um, Knowing Soul's history, it, it concerns me how positive I feel about this roster right now. Um, um, just because you know we know, we know there's there's lots of potential to um, um, to have the, this kind of inconsistencies and stuff that we've seen. Um, that's not exactly um, uh, not exactly out of character um, for Soul to be uh, inconsistent, but. Um, that being said, I, I do I do really like this roster. Um, picking up, uh, you know, last season we complimented on uh, for picking up the best parts of uh, the London Spitfire as the London Spitfire blew up. Um, and here now this season, I think um, uh, definitely they they've picked up uh, a couple of really key pieces uh, from New York, um, and, and that, that's exciting to see. Um, uh, losing to, losing Toby and Slime in particular. Um, um, uh, in the support line, definitely hard. Um, I, I mean, you know, Toby was, um, as I understand it, probably sort of on his way out of the league anyway. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I, I do feel do feel pretty nice about this roster. Um, and I guess we'll sort of skip ahead and say that yeah, uh, I'm um, it, it, like as much as it pains me to pains me to admit it, like I'm saying. Um, I do, I do have these guys in the top half of of Asia, um, and that's um, hopefully they they don't prove me wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, um, as far as players to watch for me go, I, my eyes are on Sable. We saw him in their preseason matches, um, looking like he is going to have a pretty big role on this team. Which I can't say the same about his role on New York, as it I feel like it shrunk the more and more time went on. Um, and it excites me as a Sable B fan from like season one that it's possible he could have a pretty big role on this team. He's one of three supports alongside Fitz and Profit. So um, that's pretty exciting. Obviously, you mentioned Toby leaving, which is, I think, just sad because he was here since the beginning for the Soul Dynasty. But yeah, not much of a role for him here anymore. It's overall... Um, since, since Joe said how he thinks he, they're going to do, um, I think I'd, I, I, on paper and based off the end of last season, I really want to put the Soul Dynasty better than their 12-12 and 12 season last year, getting 11th place. Um, and But I'm just so scared. I'm really scared that Prophet Jester, <laughs> these people are just awful in the regular season for some reason consistently throughout their careers they have never had a good regular season they just always get middle of the league and then when the playoffs come they pop off and look like the best team um i, I hope it's different i do but I'll, I'll put soul a little bit above what they did last year at 12 and 12 because i i think this team is better than 12 and 12 and i think their team last year was better than 12 and 12 i don't know why they went 12 and 12 um, they, I, I just don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but they should realistically be better than middle of the league, no doubt. Um, all right, let's give them off-season grades then, Joe. Obviously, not. They didn't do much. Um, they didn't do much. I think they got rid of some players that definitely saw some play last year for sure. Um, 
and replaced them with only two players. Uh, what do you think overall of their off season? What would you give them? Um, yeah. Um, is it like a, I was sort of talking about some of their, some of their drops too, that, um, I, I think the biggest hit they took was to the support line. Um, um, but it, it, picking up Ano, I think like he's definitely gonna um, uh, be be relied heavily on. Uh, obviously, we creative there on the uh, supports um, support role opposite Anamo. but um, um, yeah, the off season grade. Um, I think they definitely picked up some of those some of those key things that we were really looking to see. Um, um, and so that's exciting, and so they they get they get at least um, at least as good as uh, uh, Hangzhou did, and in fact, I'll leave I'll bump them up to an A minus, I think. Um, nice, as opposed to the B plus B plus A minus thing. Yeah, I don't. I would. Uh, I'll give them a B plus just like the Shanghai Dragons. Um, for me, I think. I don't think I think they kept the right players here, and they picked up two players that are going to be helpful for sure. Um, definitely the support line taking a hit. Sad Bedoshin had to go and leave his, and unfortunately retire and leave his other former London Spitfire guys here. But overall, I I don't think they took too big of a hit from these drops. Some good players in there, but yeah, definitely Sable B Animo, great additions, and they kept kept who they needed to, in my opinion. I they got some good good a good team overall for sure. Um, B plus for the Soul Dynasty. And that's it. That's we've we've previewed every team now. So that means next week we're coming in hot with our power rankings. It will be the power rankings episode right before the season starts. God, I'm getting excited for the season. I'm excited to power rank next week. Uh, anything else before we sign off, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. You can go in and um, uh, get your wins, get your archive skins. Um, uh, all those fun kind of things, and then yeah, power rankings next week uh, means I gotta I gotta work on my power rankings, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be good uh, to be back in the season with uh, new talent and uh, all those good things. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys for listening, everyone. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow my Twitter at jwgeorgeiv. You can follow Joe at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. Follow our show's Twitter at On the Flank Show as well. Uh, we'll be posting our power rankings there, I imagine. Uh, we're, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Um, enjoy these last weeks of the offseason.